Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and I hope you are having a fantastic day. I am. It is my 14th wedding anniversary today, and I woke to... <laughs> I just have the best husband... So I had scrimped and kind of saved and put away a bunch of stuff and uh, bought us a cruise for our anniversary. And it's been this huge surprise. I, I might have mentioned on a podcast, but since my husband doesn't listen to these, which is great, uh, I'm hopefully the, uh, the surprise hadn't been blown. Friends of ours in uh, Florida were in on the secret and uh, it's pretty exciting. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that in November. But my husband, he knows me so well. <laughs> he knows me so well. There was a present on the counter with my gorgeous card. He uh, quite outdoes the card thing, I have to say. Valentine's and birthdays. Rest of the year, not the biggest romantic on the planet, but when it comes to those two things, he pretty much has it nailed. So gorgeous card, bawled my eyes out like I normally do. But there's a gift, and there shouldn't be a gift, because I got a little early anniversary present about two weeks ago. My husband had an opportunity to get me a bottle of Dom Perignon champagne. Now, I am a huge champagne drinker, and that is a very expensive champagne. Uh, someone had overpurchased for a wedding, so it was half price, but it's still a grossly expensive champagne. I was thrilled. I said, this is my anniversary present. There'll be no more shopping. But I guess he had already been shopping. Well, I opened a Swarovski crystal box today, which was huge, by the way. So I'm like, what? And inside, it nestled in blue satin, two crystal wine glasses, and the stems are full of tiny Swarovski crystals. Because, as I posted on Twitter and, and Facebook, every girl needs a boy that knows that she needs crystal-filled champagne glasses <laughs> or wine glasses. I'm just saying. So it's pretty exciting, I have to say. However, as wonderful as today is, and it is a wonderful day, the sun is shining and uh, I'm well-loved and well-supported, I have had the worst week least three days that I've had in a long time since getting sick and in fact managed to do something so appalling I offended one of my oldest and dearest friends who also happens to be my cleaning lady and she quit on me so here's the lesson that I'm gonna share with you because you might do this yourself and if you do stop it if you have a weakness in an area of communication either work on it or find another way to communicate now I'm a communicator. I think that's pretty obvious with the fact that I have a podcast that's listened to around the world. I love to communicate, but I'm a verbal communicator. I am not a written word communicator. In fact, last year I considered very heavily writing a book. I wanted to just put thoughts on paper, um, my thoughts on living well, eating healthy. Uh, it was more a lifestyle thing more than even my business and, uh, and coaching stuff. And it never went anywhere. I think there's a very good reason for that. It is not my forte. In fact, I have been known, and I managed to do it last week, to offend the world in an email. I do not mean to. I'm a control freak. I'm blunt and to the point. And in fact, it was kind of interesting because the girlfriend that I offended came back and said, I've, I'm feeling that this email is a bit passive aggressive. No, I am never passive aggressive. But she... It, it touched her in a way, when I reread it later, in an emotional way that I know better with her. 
and she reacted emotionally to it. So that's how she took it because that's her experience in the world. Okay. She comes from a family of passive aggressiveness where no one says what they mean. I definitely get in your face and tell you what I mean, but I was actually trying to candy coat it with a bit of friendship and joking, which did not even remotely come across in the written word as I intended. As I'm writing it, I'm looking at it, spell checking, looks great, I send it. When she sends it back to me a week later with this whole blah, 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 I'm like, what the freak is she talking about? I go back and read it. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Now, I'm not sure, you know, I can hazard a guess what's going on with me. My fibromyalgia has been in a, a, an odd sort of flare for about three weeks. Really, most of the later part of summer and up until now, I'm experiencing much higher levels of pain than I normally do. And normally it passes, but it's just been going on for so long, it started to affect me emotionally. And the other day, literally, I was just kind of done, you know? I don't, I would never kill myself, but what, what, what I'm saying was I was just really kind of done living. I'm kind of like, you know, do we really have to keep doing this? Is there a point to all this? You know, where you just start questioning, what the flip am I even doing on the planet? Well, I have a loving husband and a granddaughter and a son that I would just never, ever hurt in that manner. Um, but I know what it's like to be suicidal from when I was much, much younger. And I've dealt with coaching and with friends that have serious depression issues. And I used to suffer it from, from a lot of depression myself. That hit me like a ton of bricks. Now, some of it was hormonal last Friday. Yeah, still going through that crap. That can end anytime soon. And, but it didn't go away like it normally does. And by Monday, honestly, I was a basket case. Sunday, Monday, I just really was a drooling mess. I just, I wasn't functioning. I just wasn't, I, I couldn't make decisions. I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't want to talk to anybody. It was very, very odd. So unfortunately, Monday's when I get this email back from my girlfriend and I'm devastated. And my husband comes in. I was in my infrared sauna when I was reading the email and he's like, what happened? I says, well, I told you I emailed Jen last week. Well, she, she's really upset. And Keith just shook his head at me, which was unfortunately the wrong thing to do at that particular moment in time. Um, and he says, I knew it. I knew as soon as you told me you emailed her, I shook my head and says, why do you do that? You know, you shouldn't email anybody with stuff, with stuff. I immediately break into tears because I just couldn't emotionally cope with his criticism right then and there. So I was doing my knee jerk thing, which is quite prolific because 13 seconds later, my girlfriend sends me a text and quits. So she knee jerked in her, in her, um, emotional state. And I just, it's funny because I was sitting in the, in the sauna going, Jen, don't knee jerk, don't knee jerk, don't knee jerk. I'll fix this. I didn't mean it this way. I'll, I sent an email back. I wasn't able to speak to her, um, for a variety of reasons on the phone. And so I just had, was stuck with emailing back and forth and uh, sure enough, sure enough, she did. She just, knee-jerk pulled the plug and said, that's it. I don't want to deal with this shit. Well, you know what? I can't blame her. Um, my email came across uh, demanding and like I was unsatisfied with her work. And we've had, we had some issues that we just needed to address, but they needed to be addressed. And I thought I was coming up with this great solution. You know, let's, let's concentrate on this and not focus on this so much. Da, 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 da. And yeah, none of it, none of it came across the right way. So communication is very important. Now I'm a communicator and I married a non-communicator and it doesn't matter whether it's written or verbal. My husband is the worst communicator on the planet. He is completely aware of the fact that he's a bit poor communicator. And it's one of the things he appreciated that I brought to the marriage because it, I've taught him to come out of his shell and communicate. He, I don't know, nobody likes confrontation. 
okay? In fact, I've always kind of joked that people pay me in Genesis, my, my finance company, to deal with the government sometimes. And they're just quite happy to just throw money at me just so they never have to deal with, deal with the CRA because they just cannot cope with confrontation. I was raised by a father that could not cope with confrontation. He disowned me twice in my life because he didn't want to fix what was wrong. He just wanted to cut it out and not deal with it. Well, you know what? That is unhealthy and it's immature. So if these are your issues, we need to find ways of dealing with them. Now for me, for me, it's putting a rain on my initial responses. I am very uh, emotional, quite honestly. I make snap decisions a lot of the times. And as I've gotten older, I've had to learn that about myself and then learn coping mechanisms and ways of functioning, getting around it. Because man, when I'm emotional, I behave just like my girlfriend does. When I was younger, I would just, you know, that I would just flip a lid, cut everybody off, end it and that, and walk away. Like that was like drama, drama, drama. You know what? I don't tend to do that as much anymore, but there are still times when that innate part of our personality comes through. And unfortunately, there are just things about us as people that is innate and it's, it's how we're, how we roll. I am never not going to be a control freak. I have just learned to respect other people enough not to do things like rearrange the dishwasher after someone has gone to the trouble of loading it because they didn't load it quite my way. I don't walk immediately into the yard and tell my husband how I'd like the yard work done. I'm just grateful he's freaking doing the long yard work. So you see what I mean? There, there are just ways you have to recognize that you are the way you are, but other people aren't that way. Now, work and business is a brilliant place where this becomes just such an issue. And unfortunately, I combined this situation in a work-friendship dichotomy because this is one of my closest friends and she was working for me. I desperately needed a cleaning person, wasn't emotionally prepared for a stranger in my home at this point, and had a budget. So it, it was, and, you know, she doesn't drive, so I have to go pick her up. And so that, you know, there was some give and take here that, that was really going to work wonderfully. And I appreciate her so much. But that being said, we still needed to communicate. I had expectations that were slightly different than hers. And, you know, you have to be able to communicate that. But in my case, that communication has to come verbally face to face. Never via email, never by the written word. So where are, what are you best at? Now, I have a son that's an introvert. I know, extrovert, introvert parents. It just makes me laugh, actually, a little bit that he's got two inter extroverted parents. Uh, and, and Keith and I, and he's an introvert. His ex-wife's an introvert. And then my granddaughter's an extrovert. So uh, that kind of um, communication style is, is so unique. And it wasn't until Ryan got to be an adult that I realized that he does have a skill set in the written word. Better he put his whole world in life in what he means to say into an email than talk to you face to face because you will definitely get the wrong impression and he won't make his make his salient points. So that's the point I'm trying to I'm I'm making here is what are what are your strengths? Now I screwed up big time. I had to apologize. This isn't and you know when you've hurt one friend, everyone finds out about it because when you're in a circle of really close friends, it's like, oh my freaking goodness, what have I done? And you have to fix it. And you have to take the blame. I was to blame. Like 100% here I was to blame. So I had made changes not in my life the last decade, uh, not to do things in the written word. And every now and then I still do it. Now the funny part is it works really well with my husband. Despite my inability to communicate 
well, because I'm not really sure what the word I'm looking for, in the written word. I do am married to someone that is um, emotional. Sometimes he can be a little insecure if I attack him. Well, no man wants to be attacked. That's just part of kind of broad stroke male ego, just can't really, can't really handle that. And I have to be very careful how I sort of approach that. So for me, writing him an email when things really just need to get out in the open, that gives him the opportunity to read my feelings, go to the man cave for a few days, ponder. And I don't, I don't harass him. I don't natter at him or nag. I know that there will, this will be, get discussed in a few days, but not in a few minutes, not in a few hours. So you see, I've learned, <laughs> obviously not well enough. And I was kind of trying to do the same thing with my girlfriend. Okay, here's some, some of my points. Why don't you just think about this? And then when I see you on Monday, we'll, we'll discuss and we'll see if we can work around it. Well, no, my email just came across as five points of, of attack and terror. I, my, honestly, my intention and what came out on that written word were so oppos polar opposites. I can't even begin to fathom. I'm not even, I will never, I will not read it to you because I will be so embarrassed. Um, and besides, if I read it to you, I will inflect my tone tone of voice of joking and happy and 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 stuff so it won't come out the same but when i reread it a week later which was actually last night oh my even i was embarrassed and no wonder she got upset i would have got upset with me and i even know myself anyway so what are your strengths when it comes to communications and communicating is very difficult in this day and age with the millennials and the devices everything happens in the split nanosecond of send it was very hard for me at first well actually i shouldn't say very hard i i had a few moments um with texting a number of years ago but never really with facebook i do not air my garbage on facebook i believe it's a place to be happy and to share joy with and information with friends and family and uh and i use it also for business for my websites but it's not a place to air dirty laundry and i'm a very private person actually in a lot of ways despite being very extroverted and yes you know podcasting and sharing my life with all of you I'm actually quite private so I actually wasn't super tempted to step over that line when technology became so rampant and so instantaneous but the emails and the texting right at the very beginning I did have to be careful because especially in a work environment and that's where I learned the lesson quickest and learned it hard and fast was at work because when I am responding to stuff by email and business, by the time I went to Bell Canada, this is where the actual lesson was learned about 10 years ago. When I went to Bell Canada, by that point in, in technology, we everything ran by email. It was very rare for me to get up from my desk and go see someone. Sometimes they're in another building. And a lot of the times in this particular position I was in, they were in another province. So everything was responded to via email and quite timely because that's what I was paid for. I was paid to solve problems, answer questions and get stuff done. Therefore, everything sort of, you know, had a timeline to it. I got myself in trouble a couple of times and then I developed relationships and I would, and I just literally warned people. And if they were new, I started the relationship like this. I am super blunt in email. I do not mean to offend you. If you need clarification, we will need to talk in person. When I'm sending stuff in the written word, it's point form for you to analyze, um, distinguish between you know the options, and then we need to get back together and, and talk. So I got very clear on being very clear because I just wasn't good at it. Whereas I worked with a girlfriend for years at Bell. Janet was amazing. She, she could just, she was so eloquent in the written word. Um, my son is the same way. 
very hard to communicate with him face to face. I made I made him, you know, he was taught to be polite and social and be able to respond and interact in a social situation. Those things don't come naturally to him. But when he went into the workforce himself and started gaining some um, management experience and such, and being his business partner, I'm CC'd on a lot of things. He is brilliant in the written. I only wish I could sound like him. If I could sound like him, my girlfriend wouldn't be mad at me right now and I'd still have a housekeeper. So now I'm on the hunt for a new housekeeper because there's just too much going in on our lives for me to add that into my world uh, right now. And I need to quit sending emails <laughs> when I need to express myself. How are you letting technology do this to you in your life? It is way too easy to get on that text when you are in a heightened emotional state. You don't have to sit and face someone. You can be in a car on the side of the road. You can be anywhere on the planet and rip off a text to just annoy someone, hurt someone, backlash at someone. Because technology allows us to have no pause for consideration. None whatsoever. We can communicate till our heart's content unfortunately often in a very negative and unfiltered manner. So the younger generation is very much used to this. Those of us in our 50s, we had some adjustments to do, but I was very lucky. I was coming out of high school as computers were coming in, in the 80s. And not only that, but I worked on them right in high school. I was fortunate, I took a, a course that allowed me uh, um, exposure to computers right out of the gate. Then I worked on them and then I, was engaged to a to a gentleman that uh, wrote code and he taught me a ton so kind of fortunate quite honestly to be in my 50s and be as technical as I am and as understanding as I am and we still have to laugh because my mom my son still shakes his head and goes oh mom please just don't touch it because it the thing with the technology is I was very on top of it in my late 20s very, very on top of it, actually, for someone my age and, and coming out of, you know, non-computer environment from, from the 80s. But technology changed so quickly and my interests went elsewhere. My fiance and I broke up. I never kept up on it. So it surpassed me. And within five years, I'm on an operating system that was ancient. I didn't really understand the new technology. And I just, and I didn't care. So I didn't, I didn't pursue it. You see? So there's this kind of thing with the people my age, either you jumped on that bandwagon. Now I've mentioned before, I am very analytical, but I'm also have a lot of common sense. I remember working years ago for a client and I had to write a bit of code in DBase. And honestly, I was never trained in that, but there was already a program on my desktop and I'm looking at it going intuitively, I should be able to make these changes. And it's actually how I operate most of the time, even when I'm doing software work with accounting. To me, a platform's irrelevant. I know what I need to accomplish in a set of books, what journal entries I need to post, payables. Pay I just know that even if I've never worked on that platform before, intuitively there's a way to make that happen and I just go searching in that program to make what happens needs to get done. That didn't make any sense what I just said. Whatever needs to get done to have it done within the, that parameter. But I, but I know in advance going in what I'm looking for. Does that kind of make sense to you? So from a logical standpoint, I can usually find the answer, but that doesn't mean that I spent my time getting educated on technological advancements. I just didn't. In fact, my new computer isn't even a, a regular um, hard drive processor. It's a little teeny box that looks like a 
portable DVD player that's a solid-state disk drive. Completely different technology than I've ever used before with multiple external monitors. Laptop sits closed, it's for traveling only. There is so much changing and it's so quick and drastic. I made a choice that I didn't need or want to keep up with it. And it was a choice, it was, it was a conscious choice because I had a, you know, in my 40s, I'd had so much going on, plus I had a son that was coming up in it and he picked up the mantle and he runs the business, he runs our house when it comes to the IT stuff. So what are your areas of expertise or communication and how are you benefiting or negating technology in, in the workplace or in your home life? Because like I say, it is far too easy to just bang off stuff without thought. You know, everything had to be done in a letter when I was 18 years of age, coming out of the 70s, a typewriter. And it was a really big deal when we could have self-correcting typewriters, woohoo! Uh, so you had to think about it that letter was drafted, it was typed, it was sent for approval, it was given back with, with uh, revisions, and you redid it. Do you see the process, the time that has gone by for people to allow themselves a breather and the ability to reassess what they were putting on paper before they sent it out? We have removed that process with technology. It is now at the touch of a button and the end of our emotional sh uh, short string. It is right there. We can react in a moment's notice without giving it any thought or consideration to who might be receiving that information. So that is my, um, my oops for this week. I managed to offend a, just a, a dear friend who not only makes my life so much easier, um, she says I do a lot for her. Well, you know what? That feeling is very mutual. She does a lot for me. She's like having my own in-house counselor. But I think I've mentioned this in numerous podcasts before, especially the ones on sacred gifts. My girlfriend reacted very emotionally and didn't give herself any time to think about it. But that same person is my favorite confidant and gives me the best advice. The reason I'm pointing this out is sometimes people have gifts that they are unable to employ in their own lives. And I'm going to tell you what happened on Monday. I sent a note to my coach because I'm in a coaching program right now saying, I'm not sure I can do this. I have nothing to offer the world. When I can't control my own behavior, what the freak do I think I'm going to be able to do to help anybody else? But you know what? I did a clearing because obviously whatever emotionally was going on was something that was trapped. It had started festering with the pain that I'd been in for a long time. I started doubting myself and then boom, I've got an emo emotional blockage in my energy fields and all of a sudden I'm internalizing and feeling sorry for myself and wondering what the flip I'm doing with my life. And I want to pull the plug and leave the game. I'm just like, you know what, let me just go back to my little office and I'll do my couple bookkeeping clients and keep and I'll clean my own house and, and I don't, just don't need to deal with people and I can hide out here. I'm not kidding. Yes, that is where I go in my head. I mean, I don't know where you go, but we all have our ways of coping. And that just happens to be, you know, definitely one of mine. Does it work? No, it's never worked. It doesn't work. But when I'm lost in that emotional, when I'm circling the drain like that, that those are not things you're thinking of when you're struggling. You are just, oh my flipping goodness, what do I do next? What's the point to all this? The point is to know where you're weak and where you're strong and to give yourself time if you use technology and communication in a rapid fire succession the same way that your emotions are hitting you, there is going to be fallout and pushback 
and unfortunately, probably episodes like I'm enduring right now, through nobody's fault but my own. So think twice, speak once. (laughs) It's an old saying. And if you can listen more than you speak, it's even better. I definitely struggle with that. Some new show called uh, The Good Place, Ted Danson's in it. And uh, anyways, there was this funny line where one of the characters, they're in, I guess, like a version of not really heaven. They actually get very clear that this isn't, that none of us got it right on the planet. None of the religions got it right. And that you're just on another plane of existence. And this world is utopia. And you're with your soulmate and everybody's happy. Well, this one lady's with her soulmate and he's a Buddhist monk and he doesn't speak. And she goes, okay, well, if in order to bond with him, okay, I think I need to try that. So she sits there quietly. You couldn't even count to five. Oh, that was so refreshing. I'm done now. Because she doesn't stop talking the entire show. If she is on the screen, her mouth is moving. <laughs> I can kind of relate to that. In fact, Keith looked over at me and laughed. I said, yeah, okay, I get the point. Um, so yes, I definitely have t- tough time not talking a lot of the time. I like to communicate. I like to talk. I like to get thoughts across. I like to listen to people and what they have to say and debate it. It's just, uh, it's a th- I love it. It's it's a charge for me, I got to say. But know what you're doing when you open your mouth or hit the send button or you start typing. Know where your skill set is. Know where your strengths are. And take a moment to reflect. Because our emotions run at a nanosecond. And technology, unfortunately, now gives us the ability to throw that right out there into the universe without a moment's hesitation of filtering what we might or might not be need to be saying to the world at large. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.